research shows that the first three spots in that map box get anywhere from 40 to 70% of all the clicks. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marcotte. Welcome to episode three of Digital Marketing Masters. I'm Jeremy Marcotte, project manager for Hook SEO, and I'm here with Matt Rouse. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. I'm Matt <laughs> Rouse. Uh, I am one of the owners of Hook SEO, and uh, along with Scott Burson, who's one of the producers of the show. And what are we going to talk about today? Uh, today, we're going to talk about local search rankings. Hey, we're going to talk about Google My Business, how reviews and different links and stuff like that actually affect your search ranking. So let's just go ahead and get into it. What is Google My Business? So Google My Business is how you get your business put on Google Maps. It also is how you get put into the map box. And the map box is uh, when you go search for something localized, like if you type in pizza delivery, Google knows that your intent is to get pizza delivered to you from somewhere nearby, not necessarily like from another country or another state, which makes sense. So they have a map listing and the map listing will list usually three businesses. It sometimes lists three and an advertisement at the top. Um, there's also a more button on the bottom so you can see more local ones. And then the map shows kind of pins on the map of where those places are. That is basically the holy grail of local business listings on the internet now. So you used to try to get to be number one in the organic rankings. That is the uh, listings that show up after paid advertisements, but now the map shows above that. So I'll give you an example. So say you're an insurance agent and somebody types in something like car insurance and let's say Geico or Progressive shows up as the first place organic ranking. Now, if you're a local agent, you can show in the map locally and beat out these companies that are spending literally billions of dollars on ads. So it is a huge advantage to get ahead. And research shows that the first three spots in that map box get anywhere from 40 to 70% of all the clicks. 40 to 70. It oh. depends on what the person's searching for. So search is, is intent-based, right? Some people are looking for different things. Maybe they're not looking for something local. Uh, even though it may pull up a localized search because Google doesn't know for sure what you're looking for. So the best bet is to try and get to be in the top three of the organic search ranks and the top three of the map search box. And then also, if you have a really good Google My Business page, you will show up on the right side on desktop search. Then you can also run some ads. So you could be the first ad, the right side of the page, the first on the map, and have the advertisement in the map box and be listed on the page itself, like the organic rankings. And if you're really lucky or really good, you can have one or two more links from other sites in there that link to you, like maybe your Facebook page or your Yelp page or uh, listing on another website or your podcast. So you could actually show up as many as seven or eight times on the first page of a ranking for a keyword term if you have all of your rankings in alignment for that term. It's super difficult, but it is possible. All right, but if I'm already getting spot number one, if I'm already on the maps and stuff, why would I get an ad too? Isn't that just overkill? So somebody else could get an ad and put themselves above you. All right. But, you know, we all scroll past the ads anyway, right? Not everybody. Okay. Actually, it turns out more people click on ads than they used to. The amount of people that used to just 
click on organic rankings only used to be about 30%. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually dropped now. I don't know what the exact percentage is off the top of my head, but more people will click on ads than used to. Nice. So how important is Google My Business? Because you know we've got Google My Business reviews, different links and stuff like that. Let's say I don't have a Google My Business page, but I have reviews. I've got links on my page. You know, I've done the SEO. How how important? How much is it going to hurt me if I don't have a Google My Business? Well, you won't be on the map, so you won't show up in the map box. So that just takes out the first one third of the page, basically. Yeah. The other thing is, some people search specifically from Google Maps. And I know to people who don't do that, that may sound like an odd thing to do. But a lot of people who are driving around, uh, maybe they drive for a living or they do a lot of driving for they do deliveries or something like that. They will just hit the, the little microphone button on the map and they'll say like place to eat pizza or pizza restaurant. And it shows all of them on the map. And if you don't have Google My Business, you don't show up on the map. Now, the other thing is, if you have a Google My Business, Google has started uh, in the last year sending out these little plastic beacons. They're called Bluetooth beacons. And you put one of these in your business, and it tracks all of the devices that go in and out of your business. And that's how they could tell if someone's physically been in your business or not. Oh, so... Super invasive. Yeah. Uh, Isn't Facebook in trouble again for invasion of privacy, basically, just tracking everything everybody does? Yeah, but, okay, everybody needs to understand that Facebook has a lot of data, but Google has probably 10 or 20 times the amount of data, at least, that Facebook has. They just don't get in trouble for it. And how do they have so much more data? For starters, they have beacons in restaurants (laughs) all around (laughs) the country. So, without getting too technical, if you have a device, right, you have a cell phone. Right. Cell phone has, it's called an IMEI number. Every single device has a different one. As soon as you come in contact with one of those beacons, uh, which is wireless, it's remote, so you don't know what's happening, or a Wi-Fi router, it updates either Apple or Google, depending on your device, um, where that is and what IMEI of your device is that found what IMEI number of which Wi-Fi router, and then they can tell that you've been in the building. And then they've been tracking this actually all the way back to about 2008. So you can run advertising now with geolocation data Um, that is basically just knowing where somebody is or has been and you can backtrack that data to 2008 in some cases most cases about 2010 or 12 so you can say i want everyone who has been in one of these car dealerships in the last 10 years i want to send them an ad for a new car oh nice so that's kind of the example of something you could do But we can get into more about advertising on another show. For starters, I made a list. um, And if you want to kind of go through that, it has basically, if you were to imagine like a big pie chart, each one of these percentages is how much this certain tactic matters towards getting into the map box. All right. So the first one we got is Google My Business. That's about 25% of your overall ranking. And that seems like a huge number, and it really is. The next one is reviews. People have a hard time getting reviews, um, but they're actually pretty important. Looks like about 13%. And the text in the review does matter. You can't just go, hey, went there. They're the greatest. Five stars. What kind of content can somebody put in to help with that? So let's say you're a painting company. If somebody goes and reviews you and says, they did a great job, that's good because you get a better review. But 
what helps you even more would be like, I live in Portland and they came and painted the exterior of my house. Then when somebody searches for exterior painting Portland, Google will give you a bonus for that keyword to show up in the map because people have mentioned those terms in your reviews. And then links, how do you get links? Is that just, I have a link on my page or is that a special kind of link? So these are backlinks. We call them authority backlinks. And the reason that is, is it has to be relevant, right? So let's say again, you have a painting company having a backlink from say a licensing authority or a contractor license number or somebody from a magazine said that you did a really good job in painting and they ran an article about it and they link back to your website, that is a high authority backlink. That means something very relevant to painting on another website linked back to your website, which is also about painting. If they have a backlink from an ice cream shop, it helps, but it doesn't help as much. Okay. Uh, and for those of you wondering, that's 16% of your ranking on Google. Um, Next is on-page SEO. It's pretty self-explanatory for those that don't know. SEO stands for search engine optimization. That is going into the back end of your website and actually putting in, this is what I'm talking about on this page. Here's some of the keywords. This is where I'm located, stuff like that. Uh, the next one is NAP citations at 12%. That's name, address, and phone number. If your name, address, and phone number aren't the same over a bunch of different platforms, you're going to have issues because there's no continuity. So you want to make sure that you have them listed, make sure you run a campaign. The reason is, so here's the thing, you have all these listing websites out there and a lot of companies run a whole bunch each of those listing websites, but then there's also other listing websites that just go and check information from the other listing websites and they update their information based on what the other ones say. The fancy term for it is error cannibalization. That means I have a bunch of websites with one address and phone number and another bunch of websites with a different address and phone number for the same business. If the ones that are incorrect are the ones that start getting duplicated, once there's more of the errors than there are of the correct ones, it just spreads. And then you end up getting more and more and more listing sites with more errors. And because of that, you start to get notifications from Google. They'll say, there's a suggested update to your page, like this is the wrong phone number, or it tries to update your address to a different address. And you don't want it to change your phone number or your address, right? Especially right. to something that's not correct. That makes sense. And then there's the social and personal stuff, right? So are you active on social media? Do you have those links actually listed on your Google profile? Uh, behavioral, I'm not 100% sure what that is, but it's worth 10%. So maybe Matt can tell us what behavioral means. Behavioral is, another word for it would be user experience. So what does a person do once they get to your website? If somebody goes through and they can't figure out where to go and they just immediately back out of it or buttons are too close together and they keep hitting the wrong button by accident and going back and then they do it again and they go back and just things that happen on the website that are not a good user experience, those are behavioral factors. Okay. So the better the experience, the better those factors. Another thing that I've kind of grouped into there is called personalization. And that is like when you go to a website and the content is geared to you specifically. So a good example would be if you just type in like Yelp, the review site Yelp, it tries to do a geolocation check to see where you are. And then it brings up restaurants and businesses near where you are instead of bringing you up businesses that are in the UK or Australia or somewhere, right? 
There's a good point to that, right? So you, when you're searching for something, you're looking for relevancy. You want to be as high up on the local search rankings, but what happens if I want to rank nationally? Like, how does something like that work? Does it just happen or do I need to actively do something? Because, you know, Candy Box Greg is a good example on that, right? He's local to his area, but he sells nationally. So you wouldn't be trying to get into the local map box if you're trying to sell nationally. If you do have, say you have a, a mixed, like a retail location, plus you sell online, then the information in your Google My Business is to get you on the map locally. And then other information in your store or your business are for your sales and to rank for those terms for items that you sell. Uh, another kind of good way to get around that is you can put in a service area. If you don't have a physical business, then your service area could be zip code, a county, a city, a state, country. So you can say, well, we service anyone anywhere in the country. Okay. You're not going to show up in the map box anywhere if you do that because one of the things about the map box is location. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're not putting in a location, you're not going to show up anywhere, basically, um, unless that service area is small. Like, So a service area might be Metro Portland, and that would be like Portland, Beaverton, Hillsborough, Tiger, Twalton, you know, yada, yada, yada. That you can show up in the search for specific things, but it's how close the person physically is to your location is one of the ranking factors. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's better if you have an actual location. Right. Um, so one thing I think I've noticed recently is is on those Google My Business listings, they seem to be getting more in-depth, more like a, a Facebook-type feed or something like that. You're seeing more user images and, and things like that. How do those help or affect your Google My Business? Are they self-populated? Are they populated by people that go there? A little bit of both? It's a little bit of both. Okay. The best thing to do is make sure you go to, okay, so the first thing is, let's say you don't have a Google My Business page at all. Okay. First thing you need to do, type in your business name when you go there. Um, you just log in with your Google account. If you don't have one, you know, just create a Gmail or something for your business to use for it. Go in there. It'll ask for your address. You put in your address. It's going to ask to send you a postcard to verify your map location. They'll mail you a postcard. It takes about four or five business days. You get the postcard. You type in the verification numbers. That opens up your Google My Business account. Once you have that account, now you can enter things like your name, your hours. You can put in things like holiday hours. Um, you can put photos in. You can even put videos now. Um, there's all kinds of other stuff to fill out. It's super important to fill out as much of that information as you can put. So as much of that information as you have, you should put in. Now, another thing is content freshness is kind of the word for it. I don't know if there's an actual term for it. That's what people say in our industry anyway. Um, so that is like putting in holiday hours. So at Christmas time, did you mark that you're going to be closed on Christmas Day and New Year's Day? Your content is fresh because, you know, you've put in updates, right? Also, you can put in photographs. And here's a good trick. If you want to rank for a certain area, then you want to go take your cell phone, go take a photo at the location and upload it directly to Google My Business from your phone. Because when your cell phone takes a photo, it adds geolocation data into the actual photo. You nice. can't see it. It's behind the scenes. It's encoded in. It's actually called EXIF data. And that data is a signal to Google 
that you physically took the photo from the place that you're talking about in Google My Business, and therefore you should rank better for that location because you're physically at the location. Got it. There's also posting where you can every week, actually, I, I believe you can post as often as you want, but uh, Google suggests that you post once a week and that's you can put like, if you're having a special or an offer or a coupon or you know, you're gonna have an event, you can post those and those will show up under your Google My Business section when somebody sees you on Google on the internet. So it is Facebook for your business. Sort of, yeah. I mean, there's no like feed or scroll to it. Um, that's going to be coming in YouTube shortly. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Rabbit hole. All right. So that's that's pretty much it, right? You gotta you want to get your local search rankings up. You've got to do some few a few basic things, and those things are make sure you have a Google My Business account. Try to get reviews. Make sure you have some backlinks. Do your SEO, and make sure your name, address, and phone number are listed and they are um, consistent throughout a lot of platforms. There are services that will actually help you do that. I encourage you to make sure that those few five things happen. Do you have anything else to add? I do. Uh, as always, you can get an SEO review from us if that's something that you're interested in. Uh, just go to hookseo.com slash SEO review. You can also see the notes for our episode on hookseo.com slash podcast. And there's also a little button there that you can sign up for our marketing newsletter at the top. And uh, if you like the podcast, uh, I would encourage you to go rate us on whoever your podcast provider is and uh, subscribe so that you can uh, get more tips to help you rank better for your business. All right. Have a great week. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marka. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Next week on our podcast, we're going to talk about the four things that every website needs. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson, mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.